Good evening, y'all. Welcome to Cuss Politic. Pastor Toby, Chuck Knox, I'm the water boy. It's good to be with you this evening. Since the overturn of Roe v. Wade, Democrats have tripped a wire. I mean, like, like something's tripped. Tripped I mean, a wire? Yeah, you ever... They've they gone insane. Trip, yeah, gone insane. Wire. That's, but that's, that's a real, that's a real Texas phraseology. Trip, and are wire. pissed that they can't force states to keep abortion mills open anymore. And so they're drudging out all the old arguments and the lies to make abortion great again. And some new ones, too. <laughs> the, make abortion yeah. great again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you did there. There we go. The Senate Judiciary Committee met to discuss the legal fallout of Roe v. Wade this last week. And, and Biden. Today, actually. Get this. Was it today? Today. And, and Biden. That's how, that's how on it cross-politic is. Knox is more on it than I am. But uh, <laughs> the, the Biden uh, administration just signed an executive order to protect uh, reproductive health care rights, supposedly, last week. But you can't find it. Oh, really? He there, loves you can't doing find that, it. doesn't he? He Does signs it? these executive orders, and then you can't find it. You can't actually find it. <laughs> no, no. And so, but get this. He signed it in his heart. The, the human health services, Do we? can we even call that? Isn't that Rachel Levine's assistant health secretary? Yeah. You know, tra- uh, Tranny do, Levine. Dude in the dress. Um, they're already, their wheels are grinding out new policies as we speak, referencing that <laughs> the executive exec- order. That he signed it. That he never heart. signed. Exist. He never signed you, it. You can't doesn't find exist. it. exist, yeah. So we're going to walk through, so this shows we're going to walk through their arguments and, and we're going to bring in our network's resident Fight, Laugh, Feast doctor. Yeah. Amen. To, to keep us thinking straight about this moment. So, so Dr. Story, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Hey, glad to be here. So I don't think people realize exactly what is going on here. And I, and I actually think um, it, because the administration is playing really subversive politics, like signing executive order, but not really, and, and still acting on it. Um, uh, but it seems to me that the Biden administration is merging hospitals with abortion clinics. And, and so let's, let's get simple. Let's back up here. What's the difference between hospitals and abortion clinics? And has there historically been a disconnect between the two twain between the two, the, you know, the, uh, the traditionally there's been a, a gaping, um, hole between abortion providers and access to hospitals. It's actually been one of the the ways legally that states have been going after abortion providers is by saying, do you have privileges at your local hospital? Um, Meaning, if you're doing this surgical procedure with risk for your patient, do you have the ability to take care of them when it hits the wall, when it goes bad, when they bleed out? Do you have an ability to go take care of them in the place that needs the next level care in the hospital? And what's fascinating is in most places, the abortion provider has no privileges because they are not skilled at hospital care Oh, because they have honestly not proven or, or gone through the levels to be able to achieve the ability to care for patients in the hospital. And even more so because of a fair number of these abortion providers are, are, were never skilled surgeons. They were family docs who kind of found a niche. They were nurse practitioners that began doing uh, measures. And those folks professionally just generally not have, possible options or hospital privileges. So for, for most places, hospital care and abortion mills are really not on the same side of town. They're not even on the same spectrum. I, I was under the impression like in cities like Chicago, you could get abortion on the fourth floor and have a birth on the second floor. Are there some areas where hospitals have this major overlap? There are some, and, and, and some of the more notorious big hospitals like Pittsburgh or the University of Washington in Seattle just around just across the mountains are places where advanced abortions, advanced age abortions, so third trimester children being taken from their mother, 
it's those those abortions, the ones that are that are um, uh, sadly more heinous, although more all abortion is, uh, are typically done at these academic centers. Mm-hmm. Doctor Story, one of the things that I'm hearing the tone that's starting to change now is that all of a sudden they are saying that women won't get the health care that they need in order to be able to be healthy. Like they they won't get it. In, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I see that you already. Oh, that's up. a fascinating conversation because is abortion health care? It really begs the question when you when you say women's health or you use these really fuzzy, yep, nice sound bites, and, and people are like, oh, I can't get my health care, my privacy with my doctors being invaded. But what we're talking about is the ending of of a child's life in 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 a in a woman's uterus, and we're saying that this is necessary for a woman to have, to be able to go on and have health. And that's really, I mean, we need to keep the conversation coming back to what are we talking about? We're talking about real children, unique individuals that we're saying the mom needs to have this. So let's break Mm. that down. Uh, Is it necessary for women to have abortions? You know, there's, there's, uh, there's several different Christian pregnancy Christian OBGYN organizations out there, and I'd encourage people to go look at them because they have strong stances on these where they talk about that this is actually not, it's one of the biggest lies being told that abortion is necessary for women's health. Because in most cases, care of a woman who has a challenging pregnancy, abortion turns out to be the oh, the easy answer, uh, to put it in a, in a, in a euphemism, like, oh, uh, let's just Let's just take care of this rather than a doctor working hard and saying, no, there's great options for getting you through this challenge with your pregnancy, whether it's caring for a child that has special needs and we're recognizing it early is the answer. The only answer really termination of that child, killing that child rather than preparing the parents, caring well for them uh, and, and really talking about the humanity of this child, regardless of whether there's some challenges ahead. That's one of the big answers. The one that you, uh, 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 Shannon, David Shannon, are, are bringing up today has to do about uh, tubal pregnancies. Is that what you were you were yeah. kind of sharing with me a video yeah, earlier? Yeah, the, yeah. The, so the, I actually saw a video. We'll talk about is this video. A, a, a top, a, talk, a, 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 a talk it. Just let them. Yeah, do you guys know what that is uh, when we talk about ectopic pregnancies? Ectopic pregnancies. Yeah, I wanted you to talk yeah. about that, and because you talk about the care for the woman, and this is the one that they bring up the most: ectopic pregnancies, or should I say? surgeries i don't know how to do this yet as far as what we should call it because i don't want to use the terms that they want to use and i want to talk about in a way that actually separates it instead of flattening it all out together so how should we talk about this so first off ectopic pregnancy let's define what that is that's a pregnancy that's outside the uterus baby this is a fully independent human being uh fertilized egg and, and sperm that come together genetically unique Unfortunately, it's a pregnancy that's in a place that's usually not able for a mom to carry it to term because of where it is, which can be a couple places. It could be in, in the tubes. That's why we call it a tubal pregnancy. The tubes that, that take from the ovary, uh, the egg into the uterus for it to be fertilized. And unfortunately, we don't know exactly why, although it seems to be related to some complications from a from, um, whole lot of other uh, sexual problems uh, that women will experience. Sometimes that pregnancy will, instead of going into the uterus, will instead find a little niche in the tube. Now, these tubes are not very big. They're only a couple of millimeters wide. So as the child is there, the child begins to grow. The child is trapped in this spot, and it becomes also a danger to the mom. So then, so then the process then that happens, they say, 
women have to be able to have abortions because if they don't have the abortions, then this kind of setup will kill them. And, and, and this, is, uh, this is a health threat, but are we calling care of the mom in a circumstance where the child um, is literally in a spot that, it, that can, it can't continue, can't continue living there, where the, the baby is not going to survive, is first off, is that the same as an abortion, uh, which is the termination of a child in the rightful home, in the uterus, in a place where they could have existed, where they mm. could have survived. Uh, we're talking about very, very different circumstances. That's good. And in most cases, when we're talking about abortion, and that's, again, this, this Hail Mary pass that they're trying to, to throw or this massive exemption for a very rare circumstance. And they're trying to say, oh, we need to, need to provide this so that women can have women's health and protection. The, the reality is that this is, a, this is a really, first off, grievously sad moment. It, it's part of us, as, as we know as Christians, a broken world where occasionally a baby is uh, fertilizes and plants in a place that they shouldn't. And it's not good for baby. Baby's not going to make it. It's not good for mom. We had a, a mom that we took care of a couple of weeks ago, and she had one of these pregnancies. Um, and, and that actually led to her having the tube rupture, which is a common problem. And she needed emergency surgery to take care of that. Um, the child did not survive. That was hard. It was a, it was a, it was a grieving moment because mom not only had that health event, but also lost that child in that process. And that, uh, the, the, it's one of the reasons that um, gynecologists are trained to take and to address surgery, surgery-wise. And it's not usually an abortion. It's a removal of that tube through a major surgery. Mm. And that, that's also a very, very different procedure. It's not even in the same realm. Ron, is, uh, hey, you just hey, sent me you an article. Took, you, you just, just sent me, that. listen to me. Hey. You just sent me an article this past uh, this this morning talking about how these um, uh, brain dead patients got a pig heart transplant and the pig heart transplant worked. Uh, well, kind of, kind of. Well, it 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 did better than they thought. And uh, are are debatable? We, okay, okay. <laughs> Whatever we're, do, we're doing crazy stuff medically. That's the point. We're we're doing crazy stuff, and it's really Can't. without an ethical understanding of right. what is the first yeah. option. What are we doing as physicians uh, if we don't have accountability to the Lord above at the end of our life mm. and for what we're doing? Man, anything goes, and we do. We're, we're seeing that in our culture where there's this grand debate over: Are we just technicians that can use any tool for whatever people want for us? Um, including an inconvenient pregnancy, a child that seems to be in a place that we don't want it. Uh, can we swap parts between pigs and humans and without any mm. debate as to the benefit of that? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, can we take, can we do that with people that we say are brain dead? And that's what this circumstance is. I encourage people to think deep on this uh, brain death and, and using people's bodies uh, to, to do animal experience mm. experiments. It's, it's, it's not all that different, honestly, than some of the things that we've been doing with with um, embryos. They've been transplanting mm. uh, hair patches from animals onto these embryos and doing all sorts of transgenic oh. craziness. Oh, yeah, you got to go look. And it, it, if you go down the Internet, you're, you're going to end up vomiting and uh, lunch will be so, a forgotten so moment. So my, my question, my question was, <laughs> can we uh, remove the, the ectopic pregnancy and insert it uh, healthily in the womb? Can, is that possible? Great question. Uh, you know, and 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 we we don't ask question. this question. Thanks a lot. Yeah, <laughs> you guys can both ask the question. I've asked the question because it's a question that honestly, 
we've taken the easy route. Well, it's not an easy route. We've taken the first answer, which is, well, uh, this pregnancy is not in a good spot. We don't want mom's health uh, to suffer from this. This is going to be, and, and, and these pregnancies don't go well. Uh, it, it results in, in baby's loss yeah. and, and oftentimes a severe complication for mom. Sometimes it was a common, common risk for women to die uh, from early pregnancy. That's a really bad outcome. Obviously, we want to keep women around, and we live in this broken world where we're faced with these challenges of whose life do we save sometimes. That's a very, very different, again, than the abortion issue, which is the baby's in the kill? right spot. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and maybe the baby's inconvenient, and, and uh, we just don't want to carry this pregnancy because of the, the challenges of it. That's, that's just not in the same realm of characteristic. But, uh, but the question, why are we not using medical technology to think about these tool pregnancies and to say, wow, we can do in vitro fertilization, we can transplant pig hearts into men. We got all these cool things. We can we can put robots and and uh, and and run them remotely on Mars. Mm. Why aren't we um, taking all this cool technology and thinking about how can we save these children that are mm. tubal pregnancies yep, and instead right. get them into the place where they need to be to thrive? How can we do that and save mom at the same time? Mm. Okay, I didn't want to take your. So you're saying we can't do that yet? Is that can't correct? do that yet, but there are people that are interested in that question. Yeah, unfortunately, they're just they're they're just not getting the federal funding. They're not getting the support. They're not getting the cry from 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 people who are saying, "Let's protect life at all costs, and let's use our technology to do that." Well, and and too, Doctor Story, if we're being very honest, a child is worth more dead than alive right now. Uh, there's there's definitely a market for that. Um, <laughs> Uh, and That's it'll a big, come in a paper bag. Mm. Okay, so I have to ask you right now, because of the ectopic pregnancy situation, a lot of news is coming around that the black mort- uh, maternal mortality rate is higher than that of whites, right? And they're so they're bringing that stat back that, up that, again. That's, yeah. They're bringing uh-huh. that stat back yep. up again. And so they're saying, and it, and it is true, we do have a higher black mortality death rate uh, because in pregnancy. That's, there's no doubt about that. I have my reasons for why, but I was wondering. Have you been hearing this argument as well? And what is what is your thoughts on that subject? Well, before I answer that, we also have a higher death rate for uh, unborn children in the black population than we oh. do a birth rate. Oh, well. So let's, I mean, let's, oh. let's, 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 be, let's be realistic. Yeah. Uh, there's more kids being killed than being born in that community. Oh. Um, and, and in fact, uh, that's not just black, but it's many Hispanic communities and many, yeah. many of our white communities in our, in our urban centers that, Kids are not valued, and this is this is like a, just go down to the corner and take care of that problem. But but let's ask the question: of How can we take care of care of moms, black moms included, and do a better job rather than saying, "Well, you know, you have a higher risk, so let's abort your children instead." Mm. That's a that's a perverse equation. That's a that's a no win, and 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 I would say it leaves two damaged souls in the process uh, uh, rather than supporting communities where their greatest asset, their greatest benefit is the future generations that we're stealing away. Why is there problems in the black? Well, that question has been looked at a lot, but some of it comes that there are not families loving those moms and taking care of them, Mm. not helping them with their kids and taking care of them while they're getting through the pregnancy, not men that are manning up to say, I'll I'll protect you and serve you and bless you and care for you during this pregnancy. Uh, And then not getting them to doctors who should be caring for them and providing great care. Because all of these things are things that should instead inform us on how to give the best care, not how to 
uh, avoid the responsibility and instead abort that's the child. Right. That's right. You know, Doctor Story, it's all of those. I'm sorry, Pastor. I didn't mean to interrupt you this time, but I just had to say this real quick. And my take on this has been because I've been looking at these studies, and none of the studies that they have concerning Black women take into account the fact that they are having abortions at three, almost four times the rate of white women, and then getting pregnant and, then and trying, trying to have, to have, a, have baby. a baby yeah. afterwards, oh, and then yeah. so they're destroying yes. their bodies. And, and in abortion, a way. abortion is a is a is a chemical uh, or or physical surgical scraping of the inside of the uterus. It yeah. leaves a waste zone. It leaves scarring, and that's what I, one of the things that, that I mentioned earlier. We see zone. tubal ligations or tubal pregnancies more often in women who are have multiple sexual partners because of STDs. More often in women who have surgical abortions or chemical abortions. Why? Because it leaves scars. Mm. And the, and we know those scars go much deeper than physical. That's right. But, uh, but but why are you going to have troubles with your pregnancy? Well, it probably starts with that you sh- that you've had um, some things that should not have been done to your body. I was thinking about the what he said about family and families yeah. in the black community, but I was also thinking about this. It seems like a, a very parallel thing with uh, our elderly. We we saw in all COVID. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the one of the great travesties of COVID was the lockdown of the nursing homes, and so many of our yeah. parents, our grandparents, yeah. that got locked away away from their families cared for by you know people that don't love them and care for them in the same way as their yeah. own families do. Yeah. And I and I think there's a there's probably a parallel thing there where the high mortality rate, I mean obviously they're you know elderly, their immune systems are more compromised and so forth, but not having the care, not having the attention of their own families that loves them. I mean, I don't yeah. think we cannot um overestimate the potency of family. I mean, yeah. the reason why God so requires his people to honor marriage honor the marriage bed, honor marriage vows, and then honor your father and mother, provide yeah. for them, protect them, and so on. It's not just because, like, well, that's a good thing to do. But he says, so that it may go well with you in the land. Yeah. It's, the first, it's right. the first command with the blessing. And so I, I think yeah. it seems like it's it's related that where, where family, where marriage is dishonored, where parents are dishonored, and there's not that generational love and care, yeah. there's going to be higher mortality rates. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. right. you don't have the blessing of God on you. Yeah, that's right. Well, what an opportunity for us as believers to to um, share God's grace and uh, and the the power of the body yes uh, to be able to to extend value to people who are marginalized in our society whether it's the the single moms that find themselves uh, alone in their pregnancy whether it's the elderly that that don't have children that love and care for them or even like the medical world was ah you know we, we don't want you to we want to st- keep you behind that plexiglass because it's we're doing this for your good right that's that same pejorative idea but also the same fatalistic idea that so pervades medicine right now. Mm. As believers, we say, no, you are uh, made in the image of God. You are a deep value, and we're going to fight for you. You know, I, I always want to underline, too, what you just said. I just want to say it again, that um, the, if you're in a situation where you don't have family, where marriage has been broken, whatever, and so forth— Mm-hmm. Uh, the welcome to the church community is a welcome to a family. That's right. And so ne- right. never say, but I don't have what you have. Maybe, you know, you're blessed, you're privileged or whatever, because your parents are, your marriage is intact, whatever. Okay. I am blessed. I am privileged, but the welcome is for you. The welcome is for you to come join the family. You can have fathers and mothers. This is why you, you, yeah. you can, we talked about this before and this hit me like a ton of bricks. I think we're on stage. This is why covenant theology is so important. Right. right. You come now to, a father you come now to brothers you come now right 
to cousins and right. bro- and you have all that in Christ. Mm-hmm. That's who we are. Yeah. We are family. Right. So you really do come yeah. into a real body of people. Right. right. Dr. Stewart, you have and time. It's my, Go ahead. Yeah. It's my. It, it's the covenant theology that says my life for yours. Mm. That's right. It says that I've been given unique gifts and talents. It wasn't for me. It was for a body that I was given these things mm-hmm. so that That's I right. could be a blessing, so that we could right. grow up together into maturity and and glorify the head. Doc, do you have time for one more question? Do you have to run? Sure, go for it. I wanted to know, when we were talking about ectopic, ectopic pregnancies, is there a, a doctor that would not perform the surgery to save the life of the mother? I sent you a clip of a young lady who, yeah. who was a doctor, who was a doctor, and she said that she went, she had an ectopic pregnancy, and the doctor was afraid to give her the surgery because she said she didn't, the doctor didn't want to get sued or a fine. Yeah. Thanks for, for sharing that clip with me. Yeah. I, I, I watched that same clip and I'm left with a couple of just responses to it. First off, the way that she described the abortion that she underwent to, to save herself that she considered to be medically necessary. Uh, that was not a, uh, a, a typical approach for taking care of a tubal pregnancy. So I'm not sure what terms that she's using or if it really was a tubal pregnancy, because frankly, she should have uh, uh, she should have incisions and, and, and not be going home that same day. It's, it's a big deal. Um, and so it's, it's, there's some language there that's used that, that leaves suspicion as to, is this really portraying what's going on? Secondly, we know that this is being used as a divisive a- issue to, to try and weasel back in, which is against something that we need to talk about patently, that these are real human babies and that it's grievous if there's a tubal pregnancy but we should we should also recognize that, that that's not an exception that that explains the or permits all of abortion that's being used. Right. The, the third is I, I I don't know of any circumstance, and I've been in medicine for more than twenty years, where tubal pregnancies are even thought of in the same terms or thought process as as a pregnancy uh, or as an abortion. Um, it's it's again approached as this is really grievous, but here we go knowing that we don't have great options. I'd love to see us get a better option. Yeah. Uh, and I think we can work towards that. Um, but I, but I, I think that there's, that falls really, really short in, in, in trying to break what is ultimately the conversation, which is these are children that need, need protection under a law uh, and, and need better. Mm. And, and that's, and, it, and I always emphasize, is a, there's a massive difference between doing what you have to do to save life, protect life as much as you possibly yes. can, and intentionally going in to take life. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yes. th- those, are, those are massively yeah. different things. Th- this is not an occasion for an exception to abortion. It's a completely different thing. Yeah, completely different thing. I really appreciate the time to visit with you guys, and, and thanks so much for letting me be on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. It's uh, yes. great to bring a yeah. podcast here. Yeah, We've had medicine. some good conversations lately. Uh, my wife is often on the show because – uh, she helps me stay on task and and also uh, asks yes. me good questions and maybe, uh, knows where to 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 go to get the the best answers. But we recently have been talking about abortion. Uh, Jenny and I um, came close to having one ourselves when we were before we were married, and so mm-hmm. we're thankful to be able to share that story of God's grace and kindness and how He saved us from really really doing something that we would have ultimately carried as an awful regret. This week we're talking about uh, uh, birth control, uh, both as as to questions that should be raised and then taking a deeper dive into the beauty of, of, of the way that God has made women's bodies and the, the, the pause that we should have before we go messing with a pretty remarkable system of, of fertility and blessing. But uh, great to have the conversation. And thanks so much for being on, guys. Hey, Doc, thank hey, you for thank joining you, us. Thank you for joining us. Everybody needs thank to go and listen to Mere Medical. Seriously, yeah. they really do. It's a yeah. great show. Doctor Stories, 
every now and, and you then. You can get it where? You can get it right here on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. If you haven't downloaded on, the app, on what's the wrong app? with you? That's right. <laughs> Doc, go do the your only thing. place. That's the only place. That's right. right. Go do your thing, Doc. Go save some yeah. more lives. Blessings. <laughs> Your average podcast deserves an amazing platform, and your amazing church shouldn't have to worry when your pastor is preaching through Romans 1 or Leviticus 18 if they're going to get canceled. This is why dropwave.io, dropwave.io exists. Cancel culture is like walking on a thin glass bridge over the Grand Canyon with baseball cleats on. Ooh, who wrote this ad? <laughs> Every step could get you killed. I mean, canceled. CrossPolitik has been working on being anti-fragile, so no matter what happens, our content can still be delivered to your TV and to your podcast. The Waterboy, that guy right there, yep, his true. friend Jeremy, have been building a rowdy podcast hosting solution for rowdy Christian podcasts. CrossPolitik has enjoyed being cancel-proof and speaking freely, and Dropwave offers that to you, too. And seamless onboarding for shows with large libraries and easy-to-use solutions for starting your own podcast. Dropwave will track all your show's downloads by city, state, and country, and it offers network and enterprise enterprise packages. Ooh, enterprise packages. Wow, what's the enterprise For package? solutions, it's like the Starship Enterprise. Wow. I don't know. For solutions like the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Free to speak, free to podcast, free to start your journey now at dropwave.com. I O. So I have a surprise for you guys. It's uh -oh. one that might make you vomit, oh, but uh, no. you know who Jamal Bryant is? No. Okay. You don't know. You, he's a fairly well-known black pastor in Atlanta. He's got a mega church. He uh -oh. um, took over a church. Can't remember the guy's name right now, but um, took over a church there. And he has a four minute clip uh -oh. where he come came out basically after Roe v. Wade and just lit up. The Supreme Court and everybody wow. who supported it and in his church and said, we stand with the women's right to choose. Wow. And then he got the children up on the stage, the young girls, and prayed blessings over them, over their hands <laughs> and feet so they can live in this tumultuous world that exists. So I, I just thought because that. Because they were born. They made it. Yeah. And he could bless them because so they were it's, born. It's kind of like four minutes of amazing. So and I just thought that it would be great to share with the pastor and a deacon and see how y'all can. <laughs> I, my, again, I have the, I want to see Pastor Toby just stop and just call fire down from heaven. And Gabe, if you rent your shirt, I tried to get Keith Darrell to do it last week. It didn't happen. So just I'm, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just laugh. You know, speaking of which, oh, okay, man. I know we got to go. We're going to go backstage and we're going to talk about the Jamal Bryant clip because okay. that's right. absolutely, it's insane. But, you know, I was thinking more about the Dave Rubin and uh, Jordan Peterson clip. And, and it came to me, if somebody was trying to destroy the sun, everybody on planet Earth should have a problem with it. Trying to destroy the sun. If they, like, were, like, they were like, like you know the what? The, the, the sun sun. That keeps us alive. That keeps us alive. And yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah. we're going to destroy the sun. Everybody would be like, like, we're going to send nukes to the yeah, sun. Yeah, and everybody like, all of our attention would turn and say, you destroy the sun, we're done. Yeah. Right? You, you, you're you messing with something that you shouldn't mess with. Right. <laughs> and messing with that structure will destroy the balance and the yeah. nature of society. And they that, just want to ask questions. And they just, they just they want to tolerate they, the question. They just want to have a conversation. Bro, my wife saw that clip and- Ooh. When I said, hey, I'll just tolerate if I can bring another woman to the bed. She's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Let me tell you, stuff I say on the show, I got to be careful of. It has violence attached to it. <laughs> but, you know, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to recreate the world in such a way that it's just equivalent to destroying the sun. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what we're doing. We talk about allowing homosexuality. Anyway, all right, we got to go. More cross politics backstage. I just was thinking about that with Dave Rubin. Yeah, yeah. I got to write you, you, see, you see your wife's face and her. That was You're it. like. Yeah.
Yes, yeah, ma'am. No, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> if you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. If you have kids, go baptize them. Until next week. Oh, no, no tomorrow. Tomorrow. Beer and Psalms Wednesday. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Crest Politics. This is where Dave and I plan this year's company holidays. Let's go through the list. Easter, too religious. St. Patrick's Day? Too white. Mother's Day? Way too cisgendered. All of your usual holidays have been canceled this year. But we still have Karl Marx's birthday! <laughs> Need a real reason to party? Find a new job at redballoon.work. When tyrants take over, what's the first thing they do? Disarm. It happened in Russia, China, Germany, and most recently, Afghanistan. Why? Because disarmed people are easier to control. And over the last century and a half, American tyrants have been carrying out a slow, methodical disarmament that no one is talking about. State education. Tyrants know that education is warfare. Our rulers have a vested interest in making you totally harmless. They've got big plans and they don't want you getting in the way. Think about it. Would you rather fight an army decked out with high-powered rifles or a bunch of dinky water pistols? They know that if you can think critically, you're a threat. At New St. Andrews College, we want to graduate men and women who are dangerous. Dangerous to the world. Dangerous to the principalities and powers. Dangerous to spiritual wickedness in high places. Education can either arm you or disarm you. It can make you a threat or make you a useful idiot. <laughs> so, where you get that education counts. Click the link to apply to New St. Andrews College today.